This is Movies in 4K, episode 115. I am one of your hosts, Bill Shetty. I'm the other one, Lady Phantom. And we have one little announcement, Miss Phantom, and that is after this episode, we will have conducted, produced, reviewed, and graded 200 4K movies, the most of any podcast or show on the internet. Wow. <laughs> That's, Wow. That's, That's a, a lot. Yeah, that includes written reviews. We got, I don't know, a dozen or so written reviews, but all the rest are on the podcast and stuff. So go to our master list to see all the gradings if you're new or haven't listened to every single episode. Now, Phantom, you aced the last music test. I did. You got some congrats. I did. I thought that was going to be a hard one, and, you know, other people only got one or two right on them. Yeah, so I saw it's, it's wow, I, I was the most shocked one, actually. I really didn't expect to get it like well, that. Well, I got a doozy for you this month on the music quiz. Oh. I'm going to give all of you out there a little hint from the easiest to the hardest. The easiest is the top grossing film by the box office mm-hmm. down to the lowest so the first one should be easy it's a huge budget film okay. and then they progressively get lower box office all right and one other thing i'll say for hints out there these are all soundtrack songs there's no instrumentals oh okay okay so these are actual songs and you ready to get to the four-way quiz, test, music? Yep, let's do this. All right, start it off with number one. I think I got it. Do you? I think. All right, this is the most grossing film at the box office on this episode here. So let me play the 10 second interlude first. All right, you still think you know it? Yeah, I guess. All right, now I'm going to play 30 full seconds on all these songs to give you guys extra time out there, and I will point the Phantom at 30 seconds where she's got to name it, and you need to know it out there, too, when the Phantom speaks. All right, here we go to full version. It's been a long day without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again We've come a long way from where we began All right, Phantom. Fast and the Furious 7. Yes, over a billion dollars this movie made. Yeah, it was a very good movie. The series is actually in the top 10 highest grossing films of all time. Yeah, and that movie, I mean, for many reasons, obviously, it was, but it was a good movie. Like, the movie itself, I think it's the one that James Wan directed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also the best graded disc that yeah. we did of all the eight movies. Yeah, it has, of course, it has many ridiculous moments, but it's a lot of fun. It's very well made, and 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 it's very heart-wrenching. Yeah, I think without a doubt, I'm almost sure that's our only demo Furious movie. All of them are close, B+. Plus. There might have been some more A-minuses, but they were like B+, plus, B+, plus, plus. But this one that James Wan did was an A. We both graded. Yeah. This is a must buy. Not only like Phantom said, like, yes, there's some crazy action scenes, but they all look real. Yeah. It's very sentimental because this is Paul Walker's last film. Yeah. And and the special effects to cover the places where he couldn't be are flawless. Yeah. Like you would never know. Yeah. Yeah. He's not in it all that much. But it's just a really good movie. It's one we recommend if you just want to see any of the Fast and Furious movies. 
I think the Phantom and I was the same. You got to see one and then like this one and then that's it, really. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, because some of them get really, really ridiculous. When The Rock came into them, man, I was turned off. Well, you don't like The Rock. I do like The Rock. So. But this one also had Straithan. Is that his name? Statham. Statham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's very good. All right, let's finalize this. You hear the song playing in the background. It is See You Again by Wiz Khalifa. Charlie Puth. Is it Charlie Puth? Charlie Puth is the one that sings, and maybe Wiz Khalifa is there too, but Charlie Puth is the Yeah, he's the DJ. Well, Charlie Puth is the one that wrote and sang the movie. The the movie, the song. Yeah, but Wiz Khalifa is the one doing the instrumental and all that, the DJ. If you I'm say pretty, so, I'm I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Maybe anyway. he does a rap or something. Wiz Khalifa sings. Well, raps. Yeah, well, there is a rap in this. Okay, so that's him. That's it. But Charlie Puth did the Wiz, piano and everything. But this is on Wiz Khalifa's album, not Charlie Puth's. Oh, well, okay. So there you have it. All right, so Fast and the Furious 7, which was actually called Furious 7. Phantom is one for one. Could she go back to back with another A? Here we go. Number two, going a little down in budget, but it's still a big grossing film. Ooh, she's wondering. No, I'm not not yet. All right, second time. Well, I don't know yet. All right, one more time. She doesn't know yet. Not yet. All right, the 30-second version. I'm a princess cut from marble smoother than a storm. Scars that mark my body, they're silver and gold. My blood is a flood. All right, Phantom. This made $700 million at the box office. I, I know I know it, but I can't remember. You're going to take a guess? No. No, because I mean, I know I know it. I just don't remember it. All right. She's wrong. You've had to know it out there. This is the Hunger Games. Hmm. Yeah, no, I would never have gotten this with with, with this song. Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. See, I never watched them, so I wouldn't. I mean, I anyway. did. I did. But but the the music just doesn't seem familiar like that familiar. Yeah, now this, this part, like this let me right kick here, it up. yeah. That sounds more familiar yeah. to you. Yeah. But I don't think even with this I would have gotten it. Like maybe if you had played the part that she sings specifically, because there is a a song that she recorded. This is that weird woman, Lord. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a little part that she actually sings. And if I had gotten that one, I would have noticed, like, immediately. But with this, not really. All right. It's, it's very generic music, actually, in the really? Hunger Games. Yeah. I mean, this... It's this is a very noticeable song. You either know it or not. Yeah. It's, like, very eclectic. I, I, I don't think I ever paid enough attention to that music, like which tells you something about the, the, the songs of that trilogy. And how many times have you seen those movies? Quite a few. Is this from the first one? Second. Second. Well, I've seen that one less, but but a good five times each, something like that. And we have not gotten the four Ks of these. You haven't no. asked for them. Well, you have the Blu-ray. Set. Do they exist? Yeah, they came out years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, but how's the Blu-rays? The set good, aren't they? I mean, they're good. Like if I, I would be very happy to review these movies because I actually like them very much. 
All right, and there's a lot of fire in this movie, isn't there? Yes, fake fire. Yes, mm, no. Actually, in the first movie, there is a scene with a with a fire that it's actually like trees catching fire and everything. And when I was at the movies, like the the film started to burn. At that part, it was hilarious. <laughs> All right, so the Phantom is one out of two. She can't ace this quiz this month. Damn it. Now we're going. They're getting harder. Oops. This one made half of the Hunger Games, so it was about $350 million. Ready? Mm-hmm. She's not knowing it. Let's play it again. This is a good song. All right, one more time. And I must say, if you get it in those first clips, you're a master cinemaphile. <laughs> <laughs> So let's play the 30 seconds, see if Phantom can think of it. phantom that's a big nope <laughs> no idea no idea like uh, no not at all like it doesn't even remotely sound familiar all right it's a dicaprio movie does that help no not really listen to what they're singing about Oh, it's possible. Is that the Great Gatsby? Yes. There you go. You don't get it, right? No, no, no. Though. But I mean, I haven't seen this movie, so well, like I would never know. Yeah, but you got it by the. If you would have listened to this music, you might have. Not really, because it doesn't always talk about the movie or the topic at hand or anything. So. No, but the music details the sentiment of the movie when they're soundtracks usually. So okay. do you even know what the movie's about? I mean, I know it's based on, on an Scott Fitzgerald novel, and I know that it's about the Roaring Twenties. Yeah, so and, this is the third remake. Uh-huh, and how, like, a, yeah, like, he's very rich, and then in the end he dies or something. I, I, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would watch it because I know that it has Leo, and it has Tobey Maguire, mm -hmm. and I would watch it. But, like, if I stumbled upon it on TV or something, it's not something that I, uh, that I would pursue. I, although I know that, I mean, I've heard that it's a good movie, but it's nothing that interests me, so. And we have not got this on 4K yet, either. So, mm -mm. there you have it. That's number three. Uh-oh, Phantom is struggling this week. Wonder if you're doing the same. I'm starting there. to think that I'm, I might just be better at soundtracks. <laughs> I mean, at scores than songs because yeah. could be could be it depends on the movies so here we go the last one of the month this one barely made a hundred million dollars hmm. i know the song i just <sighs> the movie da, 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 well listen to it a couple da, more times da, da. And one more. And here we go with the 30 second version. Maybe this will help.
I'm going to let you get a little more here because it takes a little longer to kick in. It might help you. Love actually. No. No. I mean, I know the song is Bittersweet Symphony. Yes, and, and, that's and song. I mean, yeah, I know that. And, and it's one of those songs that, uh, that I've never really liked, but it's very pervasive. Like you, you hear it everywhere. And I know it's from a decently known movie, some kind of, as I said, like Love Actually or some stuff like that. But I don't really care. You want me to give you a clue? I mean, you missed yeah, it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The woman that's in it played Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, Cruel Intentions. Yes. Okay, okay. yeah, I didn't like that movie. Really? I, I know I saw it at the movies when I, I mean, when I was at that age. Was, what was the 90s, right? Or la- late 90s, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 90s. I didn't like it. I, I didn't like I didn't, I didn't even really like the Dangerous Liaisons, which is the one that it's based on. Um, but at least that one has Glenn Close and Jeremy Irons. Yeah, well, this, Pfeiffer. This, this is, one is the like part that. it kicks in when there's a big twist in the movie that describes what's going on with the movie because her brother, Sarah Michelle Gellar's Ryan Phillippe. Uh-huh, yeah. And... <laughs> You gotta. Well, I think it's a really good movie. Personally. Yeah, like they're they they make a bed, and Reese Witherspoon is the one that, that yeah, he, and he, he ends up falling in love with her and, and blah blah blah. And yeah, I didn't really like that movie. All right, so that wraps up this. I failed epically. Test. Yes, you did, Lady Phantom. What did you get? I don't know. A D, C, a what? D? What did I get? With only one. That's a D, right? Oh my. That is not good. Yeah, I know. It sucked. <laughs> All right. Ready? Get to the reason we're here. Let's do this. First 4K release this episode is The Bride of Frankenstein from 1935. Part of that Universal Classics Volume 2 4K set. One hour and 15 minutes. And what's that synopsis? Mary Shelley reveals the main characters of her novel survived. Dr. Frankenstein, goaded by an even madder scientist, builds his monster a mate. All right, stars? Boris Karloff, of course. Elsa Lancaster, Colin Clive. Lanchester. Lanchester, all right. Colin Clive, Valerie Hobson, and some other people. Gavin Gordon. Oh, well, okay. All right, Phantom. <laughs> Who wrote this piece of crap? Wow. So. I can tell you one thing. It was not Mary Shelley. <laughs> so do you want to describe more of the story? That's a bad synopsis, really. I mean. What's it about? It starts It, it starts with Mary Shelley supposedly talking to Lord Byron, go figure, and talking about the story that that it didn't end because her character survived and everything. And yeah, I mean, it goes on to describe how the monster is alive. It didn't die. And people are still very scared of him. And uh, they are, the, the Dr. Frankenstein and some other guy, they are trying to build another one, uh, like a bride for him. And that's it. I mean, I think it's a good synopsis, really. Yeah, it's more about Frankenstein. The, it's the like monster. Frankenstein 2. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I hated it. Yeah, I couldn't remember this movie. I seen it when I was very young, five, six. And I remembered the ending very clearly. It's the most iconic parts when the bride is made. Which um, is the last five minutes. But you go through a lot of emotions here frankenstein the monster he's out roaming the landscape and he does come across someone that helps him that's blind yeah so 
he don't know what he looks like and they become friends and frankenstein starts to speak in this one yeah i read that karloff was like completely not okay with that but oh well like it's not his decision so they did the talking anyway I think I'm going to disagree a little bit with the Phantom. Yeah, it was a drag for the most part. It's interesting. I mean, there's some overacting because of the age of this movie, but I chuckled at times. I thought there were some good scenes, and there's one incredibly graphic scene in this that's going to get a lot of my points for this movie. When the one doctor made little miniature creatures in these jars and they're all dancing and doing things while live action's going on i mean it was flawless looking even on 4k why did you call it graphic that sounds like there's like gore or something like that well no it's graphically not graphic in blood oh yeah i mean that that those special effects were flawless and it, it they are amazing yeah that's getting three extra points for me in this movie yeah i mean like just these little jars where these yes. things were doing this and then with the overlaid real action was incredible for this yeah. time. And the thing is that even this being a 4K disc, you cannot see any flaw with it. It's amazing. It's incredible. Actually, this one scene, it lasts a good five minutes too. It's a the best scene in the movie. Yeah, and it's not like they shy away from it. Like, they come and they focus on the jars and everything. It's it's very well made. Very well made. All right, let's just get, we'll end this review with the ratings. Um, Let's get to the finalization of the movie with the Bride of Frankenstein when she's created and when she appears. What did you think of that? Oh, I hated it. I hated it. I loved it. No, I didn't because... I mean, she is, like everything about her, except, of course, the body parts, they are sewn from different bodies, but because Frankenstein, right? Whatever. But uh, they tell you very quickly and very clearly that her brain is synthetic. Like, basically, they made her. Like, she has absolutely no um, idea of absolutely anything. And then when she wakes up and she, <laughs> with her fabulous hair... And then she Which is iconic. Definitely. And then she sees the monster and she proceeds to scream in horror. And like I a just snake. Yeah, and I just hissing. can't understand why, because she would have absolutely no idea of what is horrifying or what is handsome or anything. So and it makes no sense that she goes like that. And without spoiling anything, Frankenstein, the monster, Karloff, he gets peeved because he wanted this love interest. Uh-huh, of course. Like, uh, And I just thought it was dumb that she would be that but scared of him. But how did you like the acting and the sets there and her hair and everything? And I the didn't stage. like it. I, I mean, you said it, and it's true. It's true. Like, in general movies at this time, there was a lot of overacting because basically they were theater actors, like playing in front of a camera there there was it's it was not like now that you notice that the camera captures the 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 most like i don't know subtle things in your face like at this time they were still acting as if they were in a play but in front of the camera so it just didn't translate well but in this mo- oh my god the, the the very beginning with lord byron and mary shelley i wanted to kill them right there and then all of all i think karloff was good Oh, I thought he was excellent. Yeah. He wasn't overacted. No, no, he was not. The kindly old man was also really good. But that last scene. How about the woman comedic relief? Oh, she was great. Yeah, she was really good. All right, I think the ending made this movie. It takes too long and it's a short movie. You want more of the bride in it. But it's a Frankenstein story, the monster. But I'm going to go first because I know I'm going to be higher. Like I said, I added three points for the digital effects or camera effects or camera lens trickery in this movie for 1935. And, you know, overall, I enjoyed the movie. It's got lots of faults, though. So I'm going to give it a six. And I think everybody should see this once to see where the bride came from. What do you got? A 3.5. To me, the three points are also because of those miniatures because it was incredible the point five is because of the lady 
the funny lady. But the rest of the movie is a drag to me. Like, phew. All right, let's get to the 4K stuff. This is our oldest release, I think. <laughs> I keep saying that we're doing these 40s and 30 movies. It would only be the, what's the one we did with Jay and uh, Carl? The Wizard of Oz? Yeah, what year was that? That one? was 39. Okay, so this is the oldest 4K release we've mm-hmm. ever did. Yeah. What say you? It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible as in Oh my goodness, why did I even bother? Like, it, it's so bad. Wouldn't you say there's a few highlights, though, where some scenes there got is better? One. Like, wow. I mean, look, this was done old. I mean, nobody's seen yes. this movie like this. Yes, there is one scene that is kind of dark, and with some person is like approaching the camera, and the closer the person gets, the, the more highlighted the close-up gets and at the very end of that scene but it's a quick scene it looks very good and then there's some fire here and there that looks decent and other than that it is so bad yeah this i would have to say is the most wishy-washy of movies that goes in and out of absolutely abysmal nature to i can stand it to Oh, I never seen it quite like that. Never looked amazing or anything. Back to terrible, and I mean in between scenes here. Yeah, yeah. Because you can tell when the camera shifts to another angle or something, it just doesn't meld and it goes in and out of clarity and fuzziness all through the movie. Yeah. All right, sound mono. I mean, it's intelligible. Yeah. Nothing to speak of here, really. I think we can wrap this up, Phantom. I'm curious what grade you put on it. What do you got? F. Do you? I got a D. So what is it going to be, D plus? Yeah, or F plus. No, F plus it would be, not D plus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. F plus, Something yeah. like that, F plus or D minus around there. I'm totally fine with that. Don't get the set for this movie at all. All right, let's move it on. All right, I'm just going to say it's time for a demo disc, Lady Phantom. Yeah. What is it? Top Gun Maverick, finally. After 30 years, Maverick is still pushing the envelope as a top naval aviator, but must confront ghosts of his past when he leads Top Gun's elite graduates on a mission that demands the ultimate sacrifice from those chosen to fly it. And this was under the radar. People were blown away how good this movie was when it came out. Nobody was expecting this movie to be that good. I don't know why they weren't, to be honest. Because Top Gun is not that good. I mean, Top Gun is a good movie. I liked it when I was little. It's a cult classic. I don't know anybody that don't like it. No, no, no. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I love Top Gun. But it's a very simple thing. It's a very simple movie, and it's it, it's not great. I don't think. But what were people so? Why weren't they expecting a good movie out of this? I don't get that. It's maybe Tom because, Cruise. Maybe because they were expecting Top Gun Part Two, like the same. Well, this but, is that. But I know. But I know that they were expecting like and it more is of the in same. a sense Top Gun Part Two because it plays similar themes. Yeah, but it's not more of the same. You know, like a lot, a lot of Top Gun played again, uh, around Maverick and the love interest, and that was pretty much it. The rest was just like uh, stunts in the sky, and 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 of course also the the animosity between him and Iceman, and of course the death of Goose and and all and that. And this has the same exact things with yeah, the young cadets. Yeah, but it's cadets. done more subtly. It's uh, it's a lot more subtle. Like okay, more name hum- who's like in this. Air. Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, uh, John Hamm, and others. And we will say that Val Kilmer is very sick. Yes. And do you know what he has? He had throat cancer. Throat cancer, is yeah. that what it was? He's only in this maybe five minutes yeah it's more of a cameo of, of the Iceman, but it's one of the best but parts yeah, of the movie he's like a colonel or something in this and uh stuff like that all yes. right let's just talk in generality in this stunts off the chart great yes this goes back and forth with imax which looks great on 4k um mind-blowingly good there yeah and- story 
<laughs> oh man, I, I know the Phantom ain't gonna agree with me at all on this, but this movie is so kitschy to me. Kitschy. So silly in nature, like some of the things they focused on dramatic advance and a lot of the mild joking nature and some of the things that it just seems like a to me at times it felt like a comedy well i mean there are parts of it that are more light-hearted than others that's why i think there's something wrong with this movie phantom because the dramatic events were really dramatic like i think they were overly dramatic and then it lightened up to cheesy in nature at times and just the way they smiled at each other and gave each other winks and nods i i found it oh it hurt me i mean i i I, I enjoyed the movie i'll say that but it's oh man what is the rating on a eight point wow that that's just too high of a rated movie in totality I mean, I I thought it, yes, I mean, you are right, because it has parts that are very heartfelt, and... Then it gets so cheesy. And I like it. Then it goes over the top dramatic, and... I don't mind about that. I don't think, personally, you're probably going to disagree with this, too. I think as a dramatic, serious actor, Tom Cruise is not that good. Like, when it needs to be heartfelt and impactful... He's not that good. And I can say that in all the movies I've seen him in, which I've seen him in 20 probably. Well, I mean, it's not his kind of thing. And I'm, I mean, you might be right, but then again, I haven't, I have never seen him in, in like a, oh my goodness, what a dramatic piece this is, right? Well, how about Collateral? Uh, oh, he was excellent in that. Yeah, but see, I didn't. He is not nearly as good in that and eyes wide shut when he had this serious role where his arc don't change and he needs to be overly dramatic. He just don't. I mean, he's a great actor, but he's not at the best, in my opinion, when it comes to these super serious natures. And even in this Top Gun Maverick, when he had to get heartfelt about Goose and his son because he's training his son now. And he has animosity because of what happened in the first one. And he feels some semblance of responsibility. He just don't pull it off to me. I thought he did. I, I mean, I, I did like him in this. Like, I don't think it's like the, the performances to end all performances, definitely. But I, I think he's good. I mean, he's okay for this in general. All right. Throw your rating out. All right. My rating for this movie is a 7.5. Huh. I, I mean, as I said, I don't think it's the best movie to ever exist. I have yet to hear one bad comment about it. You know, the special effects or the things that that's the thing with this movie. There aren't many special effects because all the stunts were real and it blows my mind but it just goes to show how good the cinematography and camera yes, work the was. editing yes. because all of these people were yeah i know no all of that's the cheesy scene with him on the bike like in the beginning and yeah going but, but that's thing. fine that's fine because that's what i would expect from top gun you know like i am perfectly okay with it but like all these scenes in the on, on the planes you know where the they are supposed to be like flying the planes themselves, they are actually in the plane, but it goes to the editing that you don't really notice who is the pilot that is that is flying the plane. And I will say, just while I remember talking about acting, uh, Tom Cruise's captain or the, the one boss, over John him, Hamm? he was terrible. Oh, I like John Hamm. I thought he was okay. I don't think he's the best, but I think he was okay. He just didn't sell it. Like, he he, he tried to be stern. I didn't buy it. He, I don't know. And then at the end, <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm. let's say first, I'm not a big Top Gun fan either. I mean, I like it. It's cult classic. I've seen it growing up a couple times everybody loved it it's it's a popcorn movie let's make it what it is yeah 
Exactly. And I think it's perfect at that, at being a popcorn movie. And also, I'm going to say, they made Miles Teller look so much like Anthony Edwards. It's, I mean, he looks like him a little, but like with the mustache and this and that, like it, it, you, it, he definitely passes for his son. Like, absolutely. And I will say one of the things I like, I'm going to get my rating. I'm close to Phantom 7 because of the effects in this and uh, clarity and uh, filmography and the editing and the producing is up there with the best movies out there. Yep. Um, another thing that hurt me was Jennifer Connelly. I know you love her, but uh, she's she not. She, she's a good actress, but... I don't know. They tried to make this overly dramatic, way more than in the first. This is still a popcorn movie. And it felt like they were trying too hard, the main characters that needed to show this serious side of them. And, you know, this main mission, why Tom Cruise gets called back to teach these cadets or the best top gun fighter pilots in the navy is to do this mission that's impossible basically and <laughs> I, I are you? Mean, they just kept playing on it and and they can't even do it training and yet they send them out there and they i mean it's just these are one of these movies you know how it's going to end oh i remember what i was going to say The best part of this movie, outside of the effects and the camera work, is the double false ending. I didn't see that coming. I've seen it going a couple different ways, and I wish it would have went the other ways, to be honest. Uh -huh. I don't like all these cheery movies that end like that, and then everybody, oh, they were at each other's throats two hours in the movie. Now they're best friends and winking and nodding and yeah. Oh, I hate, <laughs> I hate that stuff. I literally hate that stuff, but I'm giving it a seven. Let's get to the 4K, Finn. It is one of the best 4Ks that I've seen. It's amazing. I'm going to agree. <laughs> I mean, you cannot, not, uh, you cannot well, not agree. Well, there's one thing. Well, ju what's your grades? And then we can just, we're probably going to argue a little bit. A that. plus. Okay, I'm at A, and I'll tell you why. The specular highlights were de minimis. It's a great, bright, snappy, beautiful rendition of a movie from start to finish, but it doesn't have the best of the best contrast compared to we got five A pluses. Mm -hmm. I personally can't put it in A plus compared to them. It's an A though, mm -hmm. because there's not enough of those contrasting scenes that really jump at you just make your jaw like i've never seen that before this is just steadily awesome when it goes to the in-flight stuff in the imax and the widescreen just like all nolan's films amazing yeah it couldn't be any more clearer and pitch perfect but can you agree phantom with the five a pluses we have that this one just doesn't have those scenes that really say, oh my God, like you probably couldn't even name three scenes. Go to this in this movie and you'll be blown away. It's just steadily an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. Did I get you down to A or you want to keep it? No, plus? I think you're right because there, there are specular highlights, but yeah. Yeah, they, they are not like 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 glitter. <laughs> yeah, and even in like when they're in the bar and there's scenes when it is a little darker, there's nothing that blew you away. I mean, it's an amazing dish. You gotta have this on 4K. Don't ever get the Blu-ray on this. It is that amazing. But to be in the creme de la creme with the A plus, the best of the best, where you're just in awe and your jaws dropping at scenes and it's just amazing because of the contrast and it really jumps out at you i just can't put it in there so it's an a lady fan and the sound yeah. is amazing off the charts too that's right up there with the best if it was sound it's a plus yeah and like i said i don't wanna it's so hard phantom but we have this rating system to be fair to movies and this one just isn't 
afraid to say pride prejudice or zombies that's an a plus yeah or you know the other ones we got five a plus movies mm-hmm. okay comparing with we have five lucy tons yeah tons of contrast amazing spider-man into the spider-verse that this is the movie that blew me away i mean you want to talk about popping and color and contrast yeah <laughs> like as good as this movie is phantom it doesn't compare to that yeah mortal engines another one oh, with a lot of dark so scenes impressive. light scenes blasts pride prejudice and zombies is the most underrated film in existence in my opinion yeah while it's not the best film that picture quality throughout the whole movie is on another level yeah the 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 the, lighting in that the richness in that movie is the lighting and the colors the richness is off the charts and the last a plus is van helsing and that's a 90s or early 2000s contrast the black levels that is the best black and white scenes that's ever been filmed in that movie yeah in the beginning yep and then with all the vampire girls flying in the contrast where that movie could look so fake yeah it just highlighted it so well and there's so many highlights phantom the richness is on another level and there's no way i can put top gun maverick as the best of the best with them five movies that we've seen but it's right there i wouldn't i wouldn't if somebody said oh it's the best of the best i wouldn't hesitate because of the sound but i'd also point out you need to see these and the reason why these are just a notch above that yeah that's true that's true all right so did i get you to a yep all right a let's move on to our last one what do we got wonder woman from 2017 when a pilot crashes and tells of conflict in the outside world diana an amazonian warrior in training leaves home to fight a war discovering her full powers and true destiny you like that synopsis Uh, ad what's it about i mean it's about diana and her from from when she I was, was going to say girl. birth, but yeah, <laughs> from well, yeah. what three years, five years old. Yeah, I would say it's about her and the discovery of who she is, like her own discovery of who she is, but going through the way she sees the world and comparing it to the way the world of humans actually is. Before we get into this, Lady Phantom, knowing the story in the back, I don't know if you've seen the comics or how it all started, but. Was it a shock, the twist ending in this, that who was the god? Not really, not to me. So you knew it, see, I did No, 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 it's not that I knew it. It's just that the first time that, that she goes like, oh, this guy is Aries and everything, I was like, no, nah, that's too easy. It's too obvious. It cannot be him. But like when I, I mean, so like the fact that the first guy that she thinks is Aries is not, was not a shock. Now, finding out who it actually was, I think I had an inkling, but I wasn't sure. So I cannot say it was a shock, but it was unexpected. Okay, before we elaborate more, two things. This is not Wonder Woman 1984, which might be the worst sequel ever in history, in my opinion. Oh my goodness. Wow, even the Phantom couldn't believe it. How bad I mean, it just was. imagine, like, it, it, it even has Pedro Pascal, and I couldn't bring myself to actually want this disc. Like, okay, uh, name a few of the stars, Phantom. Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Robin Wright, Lucy Davis, Connie Nielsen, Danny Houston, David Thulis, and others. All right. Now, elaborate more on the story. Like, the first 30 minutes is Diana growing up, training. Yeah, you The can mother tell don't want her training. Exactly. Her, her mother, played by Connie Nielsen, she doesn't want her training for some reason. Yeah, which don't make sense, but... I mean, probably because she knew what she would be capable of, right? And you know that they are high or there's some secret there that you don't really know about, but eh. And But looking back, isn't it a mistake in the writing, in your opinion? No. No, not at all. Oh, I do, but go on. No. Now, Robin Wright, she plays the, the aunt, who is uh, the, the leader of the warriors of the Amazons. 
and uh, she wants her trained. No, no. You don't like Robin Wright. I think she's I like Robin Wright. I don't think it was a miscast at all. I think it was fine. The only thing that I am not exactly on board with is that, okay, Gal Gadot, we know she is from Israel. So her accent is a little wonky. So um, that's fine because, I mean, nothing you can do about that. But because of that, they made all the Amazons have a wonky accent. And I really didn't like that. <laughs> Especially, because, I mean, Connie Nielsen, she's British. Like uh, Robin Wright, she can make a perfect British accent. And, and they just didn't use it. Why? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it irked me a little. All right. So she's training... And there's a nice little 30-minute montage of that. Really nice to get into the story. Then this guy shows up abandoned on this island, or island. Yeah. And they've never seen a man before. Yeah, she's like, you're a man. And he's like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, th- that guy is great. He's the what third best What did you Chris. think of the part? And he's being chased by which army? By the, by the Germans. I mean, okay. they are not Nazis yet, but... Uh-huh. And he just appears and they make it look like... This is really hard to describe. Like a false wall in the land. Yeah, it's Where a the ocean, like it's... Yeah, like it cannot be seen and then you cross into this translucent thing it reminds me a little of annihilation there's some scenes like that yeah, where you cross mm-hmm. into this dome. land that can't be seen it's basically a dome that covers the island and it makes Why? it invisible because they just didn't want the island to be visible to the outsiders that's Who it. Did it i think it was zeus like that that made made them invisible to the to the outsiders but i i'm not very sure but i think it was something like that well, then how do they cross over? They just can take their boat and come into it? Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's invisible doesn't mean that it's not there. I mean, it's not like an impenetrable dome. It's just a, a visual effect, you could say, so outsiders couldn't see inside. But that's it. It doesn't mean that it is impenetrable. Okay. It's still confusing to me. So she goes off despite her family's warnings to help chris pine end this war that's going on because she is the most goodiest of two shoes there possibly could be (laughs) don't have any idea what the real world life is and that's what's entertaining in this like she's shocked many times walking through cities and how people act yeah and that's what what her mother is trying to protect her from like to the, the the real world you know, like maybe maybe she she doesn't want her to get disillusioned or something. So what? You but, just want to stay amongst women in an impenetrable land? I, I don't get it. Well, that's what they want. I mean, they're gods. They're warriors. They're not gods. They're she Amazons. Is. She's a semi god, but that's the that's kind of a spoiler. But okay. okay, okay, okay. So her whole mission is to stop the war with the help of Chris Pine yeah we don't have to go into more detail if people haven't seen yeah because she is sure that that he wants to do the right thing and she's all about doing the right thing and would you say there's a love interest in this absolutely yeah she falls for him definitely so was it sad yeah so we will we'll leave it at that great little action movie here um curious to hear what the phantom's gonna rate it but I'm going to rate it a nine. It's a great movie. My two things are some of them things I just talked about. This land that's invisible. The mother. And I just think there was some miscast. I have come to terms. I don't know if I've actually said this out (laughs) in public before. Said it to Phantom. Is I think the woman, like the woman that played Xena is more actually what an amazonian woman would look like a little beefier a little stronger but she did an amazing job but robin wright penn or robin wright now it's it's just miscast because there was 
a lot of women out there that i mean these women train constantly they wouldn't be stick figures they just wouldn't be so it's just a little thing that ticks me off okay the comedy angle on this the entertainment value the action sequences and i really do think gal gadot did an amazing job at playing her and even in 84 too it's a really good movie but it's not a perfect 10 to me because there is some little peeves i got with it just some little errors some little problems with writing like i said with the mother it just don't make sense um nine buy it okay let me tell you why i don't agree with you like if you see gal gadot like you compare gal gadot from the fast and the furious uh thing the franchise to wonder woman you can see a change like in the fast and the furious she is a stick figure like here, she actually did train a lot to get like that. Okay, but somebody that trained her whole life wouldn't look like her. You don't know that. And I, I will tell you why. Like many of the Amazons, they have like perfect like bodybuilder tra- uh, bodies. But if you think about it, they don't have or well, maybe they would. But it's not like they would be lifting weights. They are actually doing <laughs> jobs like in the in the land and and the I don't know riding horses and training with lifting you know, arrows. a lot of stuff. Yeah, but not bodybuilding. So I don't, they I, I, have to be bodybuilders, Lady Phantom. But that's that what you are training for. In three hundred, that they were all body, and you're like, oh, they were building stuff all the time, so they'd look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, the blame that on the writing for that movie. But here, I mean, she trained like crazy to get that I body. I agree she gained some weight for this movie. Yeah, and muscle. I, like, for her, it's a lot of muscle, you know? And I don't see why every single Amazon would have to look like a bodybuilder. Like, it, it would make no sense it's to me. It's not a body. It's not about looking like a bodybuilder. But that's the point. The I can almost assure you that all the amazons that you see in that movie that actually look super beefy is because they are bodybuilders so like no like i I don't i don't see that as a negative at all that all of them would have different bodies all of them fit but not necessarily super muscly that's what i think what's your rating nine oh you're no no ten why no no and i i wasn't i mean on the on another review because i'm like I've, I've seen this movie like three four times but like i kind of get the ending a little bit more but i'm not really a fan of that last battle for some reason like it, it doesn't feel i don't know it's, it's it's like the rest of the movie was so good and so like it, i don't know so very well truncated? made no 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 I, no but that last battle, it felt out of place for some reason I to me. I think it was truncated. It felt a little too quick. I don't know. No. With two gods going after each other. Uh, yeah, but I, I just, I, I just didn't like that battle, that last battle, so much. But the other part of the of the end of the movie, I did like a lot. So, but, but yeah, that I'm, I'm taking one point because of that. All right, let's get to the 4K. Before I do, this movie just missed making a billion dollars. What, $822 million? That's, wow. Yeah, that's, what, seven? Worldwide. Six, six times about the budget. It's a fantastic movie, especially the, the scene with the, the No Man's Land. Yes. So good. Yes, and that's going to be our final song, the No Man's Land song. Ah, cool. So, Lady Phantom, we had the Blu-ray first, and it's, it's in the top 10 best Blu-rays released. I oh, mean, yeah. that Blu-ray, that's why I never got it for Phantom or she didn't want it because the Blu-ray is so good. Yep. So how good is this 4K, Lady Phantom? It's fantastic. It's really, it actually, really good. To me, it improved on the parts that look fake in the Blu-ray. Yeah. I couldn't believe there's two scenes that I picked out in the Blu-ray that look so cartoony mm-hmm. and on the 4K it looks flawless. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it, actually. Yeah, which is a feat. Yeah, because it's usually the other way around. Exactly. I was also so surprised when I saw that scene, and I was like, wow, it looks so good. Like, 
<laughs> it was really, really good. And then, of course, I mean, that last battle, I may not have really liked it, but it's amazing. Like, it looks fantastic. A lot of fire in this one, too. Lots of fire, lots of explosions. Contrast like in this one, better than Top Gun in certain scenes. There wasn't a lot of contrast in this one, either. Yeah. Because this was mainly in the day, brightly lit. But there was times walking through the city, it was dark, and going in buildings and stuff. That highlighted, uh, you know, the reds and yellows and greens and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's a lot of that, of greens and yellows. And and it does pull off that because, I mean, all of this movie, or not all, but 98% of this movie happens in 1914, 15, 16. And, and it, it looks ultra modern without looking old. Yeah, it's funny because it like it looks modern, but at the same time, I, it feels I bought it, it. Right. Yeah, it's great. That's like it's like Elephant Man. Uh-huh. You know, you would swore that was made a hundred years ago. Yeah, exactly. This is the same way. It you felt like you was back in the twenties and thirties and stuff, but it looked ultra clear with today's technology. And it's not filmic. It doesn't have grain that people want, but it still looks like it was done in the 20s and 30s. Yeah, the production design was and the incredible. And stuff. Yes, costumes were fantastic. Like there's a little scene where she's trying on dresses and everything, and it's so funny. But I mean, it's good because she just cannot find a, a costume that lets her fight. <laughs> and I'll tell you, and I'm sure this has been said a million times, I don't read about her or not, but she, this woman, Gal Gadot, has a very nice smile. Oh, yeah. Her smile is, it's like that lovable smile, like cheers you up, like, you know, during them walking around and her looking at something and being bewildered. And she just has this really deep, Warm. beautiful smile. Yeah, like she gives the the vibe that she's a really really nice woman, and like like she gives this vibe of warmth mm -hmm. around her. Like I thought that was perfect casting. And I'll tell you, one of the best scenes for her as an actress was when the people were in the trench and they refused to take it to the other side, and she's saying, "Why." aren't you fighting why are you doing this and then she just takes it upon herself and no goes man's out land exactly amongst all the missiles and stuff and then they needed somebody to take them there yep basically yep but um what's your great sound another one that's almost as good as top gun just doesn't have as many action scenes but the sound is great yeah that's a, that's not an a that's an a for me yeah it's an a for me too Another demo. Yep, two demos <laughs> this episode. So, Lady Phantom. Yeah. Let's end out with this Wonder Woman No Man Land song. Let's get this kicked in here. All right. Now, you let the listeners all over the world know what to do. All right, people. Right now, well, not right now. Finish listening to this and then go to BillShetty.com where you can see all our lists and everything, all our recommendations, and our guest book, where you can let us know how you feel, what you think, how well or how badly, like me, you did in the, in the quiz, and uh, leave us your requests and recommendations. Absolutely, and that might have been your worst one. I knew that was tough. But for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We'll catch you in the next Movies in 4K. Sit back and enjoy.